cute, fuzzy bunnies, soft, relaxing, soothing sounds. Those are all things that are often associated with God. But I'm going to challenge you tonight to think about this, that terrifying sea monsters and loud brash sounds are also associated with God. And we're going to talk about both of those things tonight with a band called Blue Fire Horizon. And what we discussed just might change the way that we think about God sometimes. So stick around because we're going to take a theological deep dive into the deep blue sea with Blue Fire Horizon. Well, welcome to the live stream. This is Raven's Heart, and I'd like to welcome all of our viewers on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, and wherever you may be listening to us on the replay, especially on Apple iTunes. And as you can see, I'm going to pull them up right now. We got a party going on over here at Raven's Heart and Lithos Cry. We've got the entire band of Blue Fire Horizon with us. Guys, welcome to the live stream tonight. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I love how many people we can get involved with this. Now, you guys are from a place that I've never heard of. It's Fond du Lac, Michigan. Is that correct? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Fond du Lac, yes. But, uh, Fond du Lac. Not okay, good. good. Okay, well, I did, I did my best. Never heard of it, so I just figured I'd uh, ask you. So I've never heard of the place except for you guys. What else is your hometown known for besides the awesome music of Blue Fire Horizon? <laughs> That's a, a good question. The, the very simple answer is basically nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a look at the map and I do see that you have a Lake Winnebago out there. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah. yeah. Fond du Lac actually means foot of the lake. So foot of the lake. Bottom of the lake. Yeah. The bottom of the lake. Well, that's perfect for what we're going to talk about tonight when we dive into your song, <laughs> Down with Leviathan. Um, does Leviathan live in that lake? Have you had any sightings? Or? If he did, the toxic waste killed him. Or you have, <laughs> yeah. or you have like three heads or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, so before we dive into your music tonight, uh, can each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do in the band? Well, I will start. I'm Zachariah. I'm the lead vocalist. Uh, that's, that's it. Well, I also, I suppose, lead lyric writer, probably. The entirety of what we've done so far has basically been me lyrically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Rock. Uh, I'm a drummer. I knew Zachariah when he was younger. And uh, yeah, so I play the drums and I do some backup vocals and stuff like that. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm Maddie. I'm actually the bass player for Blue Fire Horizon. Um, Rock actually dragged me in right before my family decided to move out of town. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I go to college as well. I'm going to be starting my senior year of college in like three weeks. 
but hopefully I'll be able to be doing this after college as well. And I'm Hunter. I'm the guitarist and backing vocals. Uh, I've known Zachariah for a few years now, and on top of that, uh, I actually met him at a young adult's uh, theology group that I had started with some other friends, and so he and I have been friends ever since that, and he dragged me into this, and I haven't left yet. So. <laughs> You're muted. Yeah, there we go. Now, watching the interaction, I don't know how that happened. Now, watching the interaction that's going on in the room, I would venture to guess that, Maddie, you're the one that keeps all these guys under control. Is that how uh, that works? You know, I try my best. They could get, they could get pretty rowdy. But uh, it's it's kind of what has to happen. <laughs> and we have Jermaine Nixon joining us. He is from the band Tricord. Jermaine, welcome to the live stream tonight. We're going to check out some new music and dive into some deep, deep theology. So stick around. Thank you for joining us this evening. So when was it that you guys got started and how did God bring you all together as a band? Well, Blue Fire Horizon officially formed back in November of 2019. At the time, it was me, a guy from work and some other friends and it just started as some guys jamming in the basement. Over time, the other three guys just kind of moved on, you know, to other things. And uh, over time, these three filled in to take their places. <laughs> so you've been since 2019. That's only two years. And you already have a very refined and polished sound, which just blows my mind. I think our listeners and viewers are going to be quite amazed with what they hear. And Jermaine says that he is already super excited. One of the things that I like about Blue Fire Horizon is your name. It evokes some really cool imagery in my mind. And I had some fun putting together some of the graphics for this. What is the meaning behind Blue Fire Horizon? Is there any symbolism behind that? Yeah. So in all, it's a reference to the return of Christ. Um, the color blue oftentimes is you symbolize faith, um, fire, something alive, something burning, and the horizon is a point in the future. So it's a time, you know, where in our faith that's, you know, looking forward and longing for the return of Christ at some point in the future. I love it. We're, you know, that's what this is all about. And that's what we're doing here is we're talking about Jesus and glorifying him and exalting him. And blue, you know, God speaks to us a lot of times inverbally. And one of the inverbal ways that he speaks to us is through colors, through imagery. And I was thinking about the colors of the tabernacle, uh, all the artwork that was there and the construction of it and how beautiful it was and how blue represents that intimacy with Christ. It also represents, like you were saying, um, the royalty of Christ. And, you know, the Hebrew word also uh, refers to a violet color or a purple color, which is a color that we use here a lot. And I didn't realize it till the other night when I was working on some artwork for some stuff that we have coming up real soon, some new projects coming from us. I was taking a look at the feathers of a raven. And when you take a look, close look at those feathers, you see purples and blues all throughout the, the raven's uh, feathers. And it's really, really beautiful. So you guys, you fall into the metalcore genre without question. But when I listen to your music, there's a whole lot of other things that are going on there. Can you tell us about the other genres that you interweave into your music? So I think a big part of it is that uh, we all are fans of different sub-genres of metal. Um, I think typically I'm the one that is most into metalcore. Mm. So there's a lot of different influences there. We have some stuff, you know, the song Prosperity we have, it's 
practically just, you know, straight up rock song. And then Down with Leviathan and our newest song that's releasing on Saturday, Graveyard of Hope, are pushing deathcore sounds. So, mm -hmm. you know, not only do we, you know, have a big blend of Sounds. music tastes here um we enjoy being able to take that and do lots of different things because you know versatility is always something that's good in the band right <laughs> you know i was reading your um bio on your on your website how it talks about your <laughs> sound is evolving and you're you know it continues to evolve where do you see the sound going eventually in the future well, with the, the current way that we've been moving uh, concerning our recording and just how we've been writing stuff, it's, I don't want to say it's more of the same, but as far as versatility, it's more of the same because we, <laughs> everything is just, it's not all over the place, but it's a wide scope that's wide enough to keep those who are interested in our EP, keep them focused and interested in everything else that's coming we, we have a lot of cool sounds. We have a lot of interesting things that we're adding in now that we have the full team writing, uh, whereas the EP was just two guys writing. Um, so having four of us write the entire next album has been a great experience, and it really allows us to add in our personal sounds you know, from our past as musicians. So there should really be a lot more improvement now that you got Maddie supervising you guys writing the uh, writing the lyrics for these songs and the concepts. Hey, we got another comment from Jermaine, and we're going to go back to talking about Blue. He sent this comment, and I wanted to wait just a few seconds so that I could get some clarification on this. And he did. He wrote, I was thinking about how a blue flame is a purr flame. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? Burning pets? No. But that was a typo. I love autospell. Um, that means I was thinking thinking about how a blue flame is a pure flame. Jermaine, thank you. Yeah, that is that is true. And that is really def definitely something to think about. So what are some of the bands and artists that have influenced your sound? So a lot of the writing that was done on REP was um, actually our former guitarist who's not with us anymore. I know that, you know, guitar wise, a lot of what he listened to was Kill Switch Engage was like his biggest um, his favorite band. Uh, for me, a lot of my influences come from Memphis Mayfire and Fit for a King. Those are definitely my two favorites. Um, I'll let the rest of them speak for themselves where their influences come from. <laughs> I guess I can go quick too. Um, when I'm writing my bass lines, you know, for these songs, I like to move around a lot and it ends up sounding similar, not, not super close, but similar to Tool. So I think, you know, Tool's bass lines and they're very mobile oh, yeah. Pretty melodic yeah. bass lines kind of echoes what I'm wanting to write with our new music. Absolutely. Other other guys in the room, what are some of your uh, influences? Well, I think I was listening to metal before half of these guys were born. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old school guy that likes to you know live in sacrifice and yeah. all that other stuff. And um, but I, th I think what I really like about the band is we have a lot of different influences from what kind of music we listen to, not just metal, but you know I bring a lot of. Um, I play jazz a lot, and so I bring up a lot of those kind of fills and stuff like that. And I was a music major and studied classical music and stuff like that. So, and Hunter is a music major, and Maddie is really awesome. And so, and it's Jermaine agrees with you about Kill Switch Engage. He says Kill Switch Engage is life. He also likes Fit for a King Smacks and the compositions of Tool are amazing. Yeah, those are just so, so complex and so intricate. And I want to share 
your song, The War is Everything. Can you tell us a little bit about this song before we share it with our viewers and our listeners tonight? Yeah, that was actually the first single we released as a band back in January of 2020. Um, it's pretty, not self-explanatory, but pretty, you know, um, the song is just talking about spiritual battles here on earth, you know, um, how in the end, you know, I'm one of 7 billion people on earth and one of a hundred billion that have existed. And in the grand scheme of the earth, my life really doesn't mean all that much. Um, the only true purpose in my life is to reach the lost of the gospel. So if that's my end goal and I'm able to reach the lost and, you know, bring more people to Christ, then, and I die in the process of it. That's great. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a line in the song that, in the chorus that says for me to die means nothing. The war is everything, you know, the spiritual battles that are taking place here on earth. You know, what you just said there is more solid than what I've heard come out of most churches in the United States in the past several years about what this is all about, the depth of, you know, the universe, where we stand in it. Uh, a lot of what I hear is a lot of nonsense. And, you know, I really like for those that are listening and watching and viewing to go back and listen to what was just said. Um, because there's depth of theology there. And if you've had any doubts about the fact of a Christian metalcore band having a heart for the gospel, having a heart for Jesus and a heart for the lost, there you have it right there. And God is doing such a wonderful thing in the metal communities among musicians. There is revival that I see starting to break out and, and work in these musicians and bands. So let's go ahead and let's feast our ears on The War is Everything by Blue Fire Horizon. Stop 
is sick. That is awesome. I could listen to that all day. As a matter of fact, last night when I was doing the final preps for the show, I was listening to that on loop over and over again. I just love that song. And that's from a guy who used to preach against metal. Okay. So <laughs> God had to deal with me. Uh, he had to speak to me uh, through the whirlwind as Job. So on a lot of that, let's take a look at some of these comments here because uh, I want uh, those that are listening to the audio replay to uh, hear these comments as well. Uh, Jermaine, uh, let's go with the intro here. There we go. He says, smacks at the intro. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how that starts like that. It sounds so soft. And it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be cool. And then all of a sudden, bam, it just hits you in the face. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a wake up call. Then Tiffany from The Last Trumpet. Tiffany is a major player in what we do over here at Lithos Cry and Raven's Heart. She is a major prayer warrior for what we're doing. And Tiffany, thank you for your prayers. Uh, we did have to fight with the equipment again tonight, but we are on. Uh, yes, God plus metal equals kingdom work. Absolutely. And she's from The Last Trumpet out of North Carolina. Jermaine says that voice. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And then, uh, of course, we get, I cannot read emoji, but we get the seven emojis from uh, Jermaine. That is awesome. And Tiffany goes back and says, love the sound overall. Hashtag team scream. I like that. And then we have the breakdown. And then uh, where is Mac, the metal dog, Jermaine? You know how this goes. Okay. So what we are going to do now is at our studio, really the person who makes all of the major decisions over here uh, is my Boston Terrier. I'm going to bring him up there. And that is Mac, the metal dog. So everybody can see him. And yes, you guys do get the Mac, the metal dog seal of approval with your music. So yes, this is Mac, the metal dog approved here at the Lithos Cry and Raven's Heart Studio. So, you know, I mean, listening to that song, it's not a Sunday school lesson done on a flannel graph board and put to music. All right. You guys definitely have some background in theology. You know, and going back just to the musicality of it, I can tell that there's some music majors in there with this. I mean, just the way that it's put together and that it's constructed. This is not just a garage band that started two years ago trying to do something. This is something that's real here. So, but how does it go from a concept that you have to writing a song that really kind of makes you think and challenges what you're thinking about spiritually. How does that happen? What's the process like for you guys? I mean, honestly, usually in my writing, I'll have one word or phrase that kind of pops into my head and I just build the song off of that. So when I was writing this song, the first thing that, that popped into my head was the war is everything. And I'm like, all right, what war and what is everything? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I would have to agree with that because if you think about it, again, this made me think the war is everything. Really, when we wake up in the morning, and I've said this often on this live stream, that it's a miracle that we can get out of bed in the morning. First of all, we have to deal with the war of our own sin and our own flesh. But then you look at all of the layers of evil in the spiritual realm that we have to deal with and contend with. And then you look at other people the way that they deal with you. I mean, the world is a mess and it's very difficult. And every day is a war. It's a battle. There's nothing that's easy uh, that I really can think of. I mean, it's just a miracle that we can breathe, you know, but there's so much difficulty and the world is becoming more and more difficult. And I think what's happening now is we're seeing the war becoming more and more apparent with what's going on in the world and the way society is right now. There's a lot of upheaval and a lot of people that are just angry why do the heathen rage? You know, I mean, it goes back to the Psalms and we have a lot of rage that's going on right now. 
And really, a lot of times, I believe very firmly that what we see warfare-wise in attitudes and things going on on the earth are a reflection of what's going on in the heavenlies. And I, I think this is a very timely song. It's, it, man, it makes me want to go and, and take on, you know, take on the day and, and crush some serpents under my feet is what I want to do. So let's start talking. Let's start talking about some serpents because this is really where it gets kind of interesting. And as we were talking before we started this live stream, I was in a theological mind pretzel twist for a couple of days. And I think I figured some things out, but you have a song called Down with Leviathan. Something that most pastors won't preach about and a lot of people just kind of glaze over because it's a very difficult topic. Can you tell us about this song and, you know, based upon your understanding, what is Leviathan? And then we'll talk more about that after we listen to the song. Yeah. So in writing this song, honestly, the, the Leviathan is very unknown. You know, there's, it's mentioned a couple times in the Bible, but every time it's talked about, it's talked about like this very powerful being. And every time it's mentioned, it's not really mentioned in a, a good light. No, no. <laughs> you know? So, you know, as I've, you know, I've never done like a really deep theological dive on what exactly the Leviathan is. To me, I just look at it as, you know, in this song, I almost use it as like a, a euphemism for just evil itself, whether that's Satan, yeah. sin, all those different kinds of things. So that's really where this song, you know, because down with Satan or down with evil just doesn't have the, <laughs> the same. <laughs> <laughs> Striper to hell with the devil and Motley yeah. Crue shout at the devil. No, down with, with Leviathan. We're going to take a listen to this song. And then if you will allow me to, I am going to put on my scuba gear and you guys can join me. And we're going to talk a little bit about what I found out about Leviathan. And I am just kind of like, oh, some of it now makes sense because of some of the things that I was taught in seminary. But others of it, you're going to be like, oh, okay. And, it, you know, you can take it, you can leave it. And I say the same to our listeners or viewers. This, you know, Raven's Heart is not a cult. We're not telling you what to think. But, you know, you can uh, take it and, uh, and run with it, go from there. But this song is Down with Leviathan by Blue Fire Horizon. And get ready to have your faces melted off, people, because this thing rocks. I'm so a fake for this I'm trying to a penis 
is absolutely amazing and Jermaine said I needed to do this so I'm doing it that does deserve another Mac the Metal Dog and I'm just sitting here amazed that you guys have only been around since 2019 and you've had all sorts of band changes and everything like that I want to go through the comments real quick 
and then I'll put it on my scuba gear and we'll dive into the deep and, and try to figure out this uh, Leviathan thing here. So go get them, y'all, from Tiffany. And she also said, I see a picture of the atmosphere shaking in the waves. And she also made a comment. Uh, she sees atmosphere breakers as well. And I see that too with you guys. You guys are doing war with your music, warring against the spirit of Leviathan, which is something that the church is contending with today. Um, Jermaine says, if you get these seven, you know it's sick. He says, also, I am so pumped up. Uh, that is so, and uh, then I, there we go. So he has also been having some difficulty with his autocorrect and auto spell tonight. <laughs> Feels like me. I've got my glasses on tonight. My eyes have been a little bit tired, so I got it on to make sure I push all the right buttons here too, uh, Jermaine. I, I feel you. So he says, autocorrect stinks. Uh, let's retry this. I think the concept of Leviathan is sick. Let's slay him sword in hand, baby. Yes. Awesome, awesome music. So when I listened to this song and started working on putting this together, I was like, okay, what is this Leviathan thing? Because as you guys said, there's not much uh, that we can find out about him in scripture. But I discovered that if you start piecing some things together, there's bits and pieces of Leviathan all throughout scripture. So if you start piecing it together, it starts to make a little bit of sense. So you guys can jump in and tell me if I'm just totally off my rocker or, or not with this. But uh, where we read the most about Leviathan is in Job chapter 41. That's where he gives a very, very clear description of Leviathan. And I started thinking about it. Job is actually the oldest book of written book of the Bible. It predates any of the other books of the Torah. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, all of this happened before the, you know, what we read in Genesis. What it means is it was just written earlier. So Job, when God was talking to Job out of the whirlwind and basically rebuking the socks off of Job, um, you know, Job knew what he was talking about because he's making reference to Leviathan. So there was probably either during that time or it very well could be that it was in recent history and people knew it and they were talking about it. So I went back a little bit and I started taking a look at some of the ancient Jewish texts. That's how far back I went. I was like, what is this Leviathan thing that, you know, is talked about in scripture? Well, according to the Jewish scholars, and this is something I learned in seminary, when you read Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then there's a break in it, um, and the earth, and then it says in verse 2, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So, all of this did not happen in one day. That, that's what we were taught in seminary, and that's really the proper way to read that. So, there's this break of gap of time in there. It's like, okay, what happened? And then when you take a look at the original Hebrew, where it says the earth was without form, the Hebrew for that is tohu, which means chaos, and uh, void, bohu, really means indistinguishable ruin. So there was some sort of event that occurred after the heavens and the earth were created that caused utter chaos and utter destruction. Now, according to Jewish scholars, going all the way back, and this is in Midrashic, um, uh, commentary that God created Leviathan. Okay. It's something, it's something that's evil now. And it's something that we contend with as a spirit, but God created it and was probably one of the most horrifying and terrifying sea monsters that ever existed. And I was like, why would God do that? Why would he create something so ugly? You know, I, I'd rather go with cute little Mac or a little bunny rabbit or something like that, but this big horrifying, massive sea monster. 
Well, according to rabbinical teaching, God created something so massive and so awesome to demonstrate to the rest of what he had created the awesomeness of his ability to create things. You know, something that that, that makes sense. It's like, okay, you know, if I am an omnipotent creator, I'm going to create something pretty awesome. You know, that that's what uh, why God did that. Then it's like, so why did God bring Leviathan down? Well, you take a look at Leviathan, you know, in the book of Job, it says that he is the king of the sons of pride. He's very proud. He's very arrogant. So God brought him down to demonstrate, not only can I create you, but I can bring you down in my omnipotence, bring you down in your pride. And it makes sense that that's why um, in Job, Job is getting his, you know, he's getting rebuked through the whirlwind and, you know, God makes reference to Leviathan. So what's interesting is today uh, there's the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles that's celebrated, and they make reference to Leviathan in the uh, final prayer at the Feast of Tabernacles, where they pray from the beautiful skin. Oh, okay, Th- they pray this. Let me pull it up here real quick. Um, okay, so basically. What they believe in the, in the prayer, they believe that the tabernacles that will be given in eternity are made from the skin of Leviathan and that we will be fed as part of the marriage supper of the Lamb, the apocalyptic eschatological final banquet in heaven, uh, pieces of Leviathan and behemoth, which is also spoken of in scripture. So basically, according to the menu, according to the rabbis, um, it's going to be surf and turf. Uh, at the at the marriage supper of the lamb, and it's really interesting because when you go to jo- Job chapter uh, forty one at verse six, um, he even asked Job, "Shall uh, thy companions make a banquet of him?" So here we are. We're already talking about God is talking about this with Job. Or can you know? Can your friends make a banquet of him? Well, God can. And then in Psalm seventy four fourteen. It says, thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. So we get something there that God slayed Leviathan. So you're looking at a primordial creature and probably the best equation I could give is um, Godzilla something Godzilla like. And when you take a look and that just kept going through my head today, I've got a uh, interesting comment from Floyd Visser. Maybe you should read the recent book by Glenn S sunshine slang Leviathan where Leviathan is an all consuming monster. Yes. One watching and three likes. How can that be? <laughs> um, you, probably because you're watching on YouTube and we have a lot of people that are watching on Facebook live right now as well. So we're also on Twitch. So we've got a bunch of different viewers from uh, some different, uh, different streams. So yeah, we'll take a look into that book. But yes, Leviathan was a monster that was created by God to demonstrate the power of his creativity. And in bringing it down... He was showing his power in bringing down the proud. Now, I do know this, and this is something we'll get into at a later time, is that there is a spirit of Leviathan, and uh, that is one that only God can rebuke. We cannot really go after that one ourselves because of the power of it. So back to the music real quick. So does that that make sense to you guys? Does that kind of fit in a little bit maybe? Yeah, I I think the thing that came to mind for me was like Daniel chapter four, where he gets to interpret the dream of the King and talking about the statue that ends up representing, you know, the coming nations and the Kings and rulers and that the, the stone that was coming to crush, it was actually Jesus coming. Um, So really, yeah, God, God's creation. 
and his allowing things to rise and fall is literally just his hand at work. And Leviathan is nothing more than another piece of that. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, Leviathan skin, they believe that the tabernacle is going to be made out of that. Um, some Jewish scholars believe that Leviathan was as big as 300 miles long. So that is a big, big monster. Again, Godzilla. And then going back to Psalm 74, there were heads. There were heads, multiple heads. And another name for Leviathan in um, mythology is Hydra. So, yeah, there's different. Uh, it, it's amazing how in Sunday school to put it on a flannel graph board, you put a little whale or something like that. That's just not, <laughs> not the way that it goes. <laughs> so Jermaine says, I love how tight you guys are theologically. And that's what we do here. This is more than just about the music. It's about, uh, you know, exalting Jesus through his word and, and talking about the word of God. And uh, this is good spiritual grub, Christopher Shelton. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So that's something we'll talk about more at a later time in the spirit of Leviathan. I mean, only God could bring down Leviathan. And it's the same thing with the spirit of Leviathan. It is one that God has to rebuke and we have to ask him to rebuke it. And just to tease you a little bit, the spirit of Leviathan operates very, very closely with the spirit of Jezebel. They are partners in crime. So back to the music, um, you guys being a metalcore band, I mean, you've got... You're so good musically, and you've got an awesome message that you're bringing. It, it's very tight, theologically sound. What have been some of the difficulties you guys have had as a metalcore band, Christian metalcore band, in getting your music out there and getting the message out there? I think one thing that's uh, I've noticed more and more as we work to try to promote our music and everything that we do is that in the Christian metal community, there's almost like two separate communities. There's the group of people that listen to all the big well-known bands. And then there's the people that listen to all the little lesser known bands like us. And like the two don't really mix so much. So it's really hard to break out of the one group and make your way into the, the mainstream, so to speak, uh, community. How have you guys been able to overcome that? Well, I, I would honestly say it, it just comes down to a lot of networking. Uh, Zachariah and I, you can find us on Facebook, and if you send us a friend request, we'll probably accept it without question. <laughs> so, uh, but we, we love talking to all the other bands and even connecting up through you know some of the people much more well-known than that we are and people that we've met at festivals recently. So it's... Yeah, it's just a lot of networking, honestly, getting to talk to the band managers, getting to talk to the band members, and just all the, all the people in between. So That's cool. And how can people find you on, on the World Wide Web, the interwebs? Well, we got a few spots. We got Facebook, and it's just Blue Fire Horizon Band, you know, at the end of the tagline. Uh, we have our website, which has our all of our updates, our music, our merch store, our podcast stuff that we do, it's all on bluefirehorizon.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Blue Fire Horizon Band. Yeah, I think that's that's most of it on YouTube, mm -hmm. on every streaming platform. So if yeah. you look up Blue Fire Horizon, we're usually the one that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that, and that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So everybody go check it out. Hey, I want to go back here. Floyd just uh, weighed in with something. Something to think about. Going back to Leviathan, lives in Loch Ness. Could it be Nessie? <laughs> or, or could it be living in Lake Winnebago? 
<laughs> in so Michigan, we're a blue fire. Not living anymore. There is so much out there that we just don't don't know about. And there's so much. I mean, we are just a pieces of sand, really grains of sand in a larger universe and a larger scheme of everything. And when you think about that, it's actually kind of comforting that God is that awesome and that he's that big and that he's allowed us to participate in what he's doing in his plan. You know, you guys, you, you have a mission, what you're doing, whatever piece of it it is, however big it is, however small it is, you guys have a very specific piece with what you're doing musically and it's touching people. It did it to me this week. It made me think. It made me go deeper, you know, and that is that is really good art. It makes you think. So I'd really encourage people, check out the music of Blue Fire Horizon. And again, you got another single coming out this week. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the one we have coming out on technically Saturday, it's 12 a.m. on Saturday. So, yeah, Saturday. It <laughs> um, is called Graveyard of Hope. Um, I personally, and I know Hunter, have struggled for years with depression. So that song is just a, a beacon of hope, hopefully, for people who are struggling. That's really important because that seems to be a big issue, especially coming out of the COVID lockdowns and coming out of COVID, the people that are struggling with depression. There are people that, you know, there are people that are walking around that are questioning why they don't feel right or things aren't going well for them and they don't even realize that they're living in depression and that they deal with depression and bringing that to light is so very very important once it's brought to light it's something that they can be freed of there's actually a spirit of depression that plagues people as well but uh you know with everything with covid uh you know coming out of the lockdowns the increase in the suicide rates um it's just been really 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 hard and that is perfect timing for a song like this to come out and you guys just mentioned a few minutes ago you also have a podcast can you tell us a little bit about that adventure yeah so uh zachariah and i had been talking for a while about starting up a podcast it took us quite a while to figure out what we really wanted to do with it which is why it took until now to really get it started but uh, we actually named it after The War Is Everything, so we call it The War Is Everything Podcast. And that's just because this entire life of a Christian is its a battle. And there's so much going on that we need to be at war constantly with everything that's attacking us from all sides. But uh, yeah, we started it recently. This Friday will actually be our third episode release. And we've already had a guest on from a, a friend of ours, his band. Uh, he's in a band called Hard Look. But uh, yeah, we we have been doing our songs on and off, you know, trying to get guests every other. So that way we're not just talking about our music. But uh, yeah, we're actually going to be featuring Graveyard of Hope a full 24 hours ahead of time on our podcast Friday morning, whereas it will release officially Saturday morning everywhere. So. And where can people go to find your podcast to listen to it? Uh, just about everywhere at this point. Uh, we're on Anchor specifically, but we have it sent out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, uh, Pocket Casts, uh, pretty much anywhere that you can think of. It's probably sitting there. I took a listen to it this week, and I like what you're doing with it. I like that you're hitting the theology, that you're hitting the music. It's so very important in tying the two together. It's kind of what we've been doing over here. And you know, I just want to encourage you, it takes time to get a podcast off the ground or a live stream off the ground. 
it, it really does. And what you're doing, I really believe the Lord's going to bless it because we need more of that. And one of the reasons why I like that is, you know, you guys are so tight musically and you sound so good. But when you do the podcast, it gives you credibility. You know, it gives you credibility that you know what you're speaking of from scripture. That again, you're not just a bunch of guys and a girl that got together in a garage and decided to have a band and, you know, throw a Christian label on it, but you're really doing the work of the ministry. What do you believe that is your God given calling and mission with Blue Fire Horizon? I think that's something we're still exploring sort of um something we've talked about is you know where we our goals for the band you know as far as how big we want to get and all that stuff and something that has come up multiple times is you know if we get touring opportunities what do we do with that and record label opportunities and all that kind of thing and what we keep coming back to is we're just going wherever god takes us you know we we said we all agreed if you know god's path for us is that we play for 30 years and we play in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of people and, you know, tour the U S and go over to Europe and all that. That's fantastic. If that's what God wants us to do. But if we spend 20 years as a, a local band that plays at, you know, all the little bars and stuff in Fond du Lac County that, you know, that's cool too, because if there's one person standing in the back of the bar that hears the gospel and that's what they needed, and we, uh, we changed one life in 20 years, and, you know, all the money we put into this, it's still worth it. You know, whatever mm-hmm. God's path for us, that's where we want to go with it. So any decision or opportunity that comes along, we make sure to pray about it. And we're just trying to follow God's path for us. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. So that is, that is really cool because here's the thing is that uh, I'm going to pull this up from Tiffany here. Yes. Yes. Here, here's the thing. And I want people to remember this is that the way God measures success, okay, is different than the way that we measure success on earth. And one of the things that we have to do, and this is what I hear Blue Fire Horizon doing, is they're staying open to the way that God leads them. And in scripture, in the Psalms, it's very clear that, you know, we've got all these great plans in our heart, but it's the Lord that brings them to fruition. And when we submit ourselves to him, what happens is those plans get equalized so that they are within his will. So all plans and strategies, the way that man plans and strategizes a lot of times is is in vain because it's not the way that God wants things to go. And a lot of people get frustrated in that. So we cannot take the way that the world does things and perceive success and equate it to the way that God does things and perceives success. And you guys have a sound. You do have a sound that is much, much greater than for a bar. And, <laughs> I you. mean, <laughs> I am sure that the uh, roof of that bar would be totally, totally blown off. So, <laughs> no, you guys are absolutely in the right place because, you know, I, I, with what we're doing here at Raven's Heart, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, especially on YouTube Live, this started out as a book. Okay, it started out as a book about how God uses heavy metal. And it's like, okay, well, let's do a podcast. And it was just basically a, you know, a Christian metal, heavy metal podcast. And then it turned into getting into the deeper theological things. And now we're here at Raven's Heart. And the reason why we got here now is because we were open to the mission changing while we were doing things because, you know, God's spirit goes where it's going to go. You know, we, we can't 
put that in a box. And it depends upon the time and what God wants to do. And that's why it is so important for us to be open to listening to the Spirit. And I really appreciate that in you guys. You can hear it in your music because both of the songs that we listen to tonight are very, very timely for this hour that we're living in. A time of war, both in the heavenlies and on earth, and also the time of the spirit of Leviathan, which is a very proud religious spirit. You cannot move it. And anybody who deals with it, the best thing I recommend is walk away from it and let God deal with that spirit. Guys, can you hold on the line? I just got a few uh, housekeeping announcements for all of our viewers and listeners. and I'll bring you right back in. Okay. Just uh, stand by right there and I'm going to come back. I've got a couple things to share with everybody. Again, I would like to welcome all of our viewers on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and listening on the live stream replay on Apple iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube Live, go ahead and click that subscribe button down at the bottom. That helps get the word of God out and also helps bands like Blue Fire Horizon uh, get their music out. And speaking of music, we still have a giveaway going on. We've got Boiling Points, the Hope Lives Here CD. If you would like to get a copy of that, you can message me right now on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, wherever you're watching us, or email me at lithoscry, that's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. Again, that's Boiling Point, the Hope Lives Here CD giveaway. We got it going on. We got a bunch of these to give out. So if you want one, go ahead and message me and we will send one to you. I'll get your information from you and we'll send you uh, totally free of charge this awesome Boiling Point CD. And also, too, I would like to uh, ask you to join me on Saturday night. And the guys from Boiling Point know my good friend Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal because it's Rick that referred them to me on uh, 88.1 FM in Utica, New York and 105.7 in Rome, New York. Um, it's Metal Sharpens Metal. Uh, we got a great lineup this week. Last week, we had a lot of technical difficulties with the streaming server, so we scrapped everything we're going to do and just ran with it. And Rick is going to be interviewing Miss Jenna Parr this Saturday night at the eight o'clock hour, at the nine o'clock hour. And then I'm going to be joining him at the 10 o'clock hour, and we're going to be taking a look at the music of Camelot and Roy Kahn's spiritual journey from questioning things about God to becoming a born-again believer, an actual uh, youth minister and counselor at a church in Norway before rejoining his band Conception. So what a miraculous that story is with Roy Kahn from the band Camelot. We're going to be taking a look and breaking down the lyrics in those songs. And now, Jermaine, if you're still watching, you're really going to enjoy that because I know that you uh, enjoy Camelot as well. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been it's been awesome to experience your music. And hey, if you're ever looking for a guest for your podcast, give me a call because man, I'd love to chop some spiritual <laughs> broccoli with you on uh, the Wars Everything podcast and and do that. We got one more comment before we part. Uh, so um, we'll talk about oh, going back to Loch Ness and um, the Leviathan. This is from Floyd. He says, Sunshine's book cast Leviathan as being civil government apart from a personal creator in punishing the innocent and protecting the perpetrators. Goes with what you were saying about the book of Daniel. You know, how God raises things up and it's that arrogance and pride. Um, you know, I would agree with, with that. And I think that there is some, some, um, 
viability to that, uh, Floyd. So, hey, if you'd like to talk more about Leviathan uh, Floyd, you can email me at lithoscry at gmail.com and we'll chop that down and see what we can find out. But uh, yes, I do believe too that God did create some really scary monsters to demonstrate mm-hmm. the power of his creativity. And that's where we get things like Godzilla from. So that song was going through my head all day long today by Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) A good old classic. Hey, everybody, until we uh, return next week, uh, we are going to have Ron Hamilton on with us, and we are going to be talking about Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 2. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting conversation. We'll be on at the 7 p.m. hour next week, live streaming. And until then, people, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.